Content warning. This episode contains multiple mentions of violence and gore depicted against children under the age of 18. If this topic is triggering to you, please take caution when listening to this episode. Thank you, and enjoy the show. way into the city of woe. I am the way into eternal pain. I am the way to go among the lost. Before me there were no created things, but those that last forever, as do I, abandon all hope ye who enter here. This is Recommended Reading with Jackson Heyman, and we are talking Homestuck. My name is Zoosmell Poop Lord. Wait, no it isn't. It's Jackson Heyman. And that is the one oh Homestuck reference you are going to get out of me because I don't know anything about Homestuck. Yes, I usually try to have done some prep work and usually read the comics that we are talking about on the podcast. No, I have no notes. And... Accompanying me on this journey, the two, I have two wonderful guides, um, the Virgils to my Dante. Would you two like to go ahead and introduce yourselves? What's good? I'm Maz. Um, I've, I read Homestuck in middle school, middle school into high school. And like, I read it through its end. I think I like started reading like right around the Gigapause. Like, right when that started. I, so I'm sorry, the time what? To catch up. You'll find out. I'm already You'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> Beck knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's about when I started reading, too, actually. Oh, also, hi, real? it's Beck. I'm here again. <laughs> Third time. Third time. <laughs> this has the charm, baby. Yeah. So, for the uninitiated, what is Homestuck? It's it's a webcomic, Correct. Our first webcomic we are covering on this podcast. So, just to do, like, the fun little background information, Homestuck is a webcomic. It was started April 13th, 2009. Um, The story and art is by Andrew Hussey with a sort of other guest artists and composers, because there's actually a lot of music in Homestuck, including Toby Fox, who some people might know as the guy who made um, Undertale and Deltarune. The composer composer of my favorite video game of all time it worked on this worked on homestuck worked on homestuck and wrote a song for homestuck that later became part of undertale megalovania oh my god i just this is all too much already (laughs) but what 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 is homestuck about so that's a hard question (laughs) I think, like, the best way to describe, like, what Homestuck is about, or just kind of what Homestuck is, is, like, it really is just, like, a time capsule of late 
2000s, early 2010s internet. Yeah, like if someone in made home comic form. Yeah, like if someone made Homestuck like like word for word again today, no one would read it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. no one would read it. I would not read it. My like my it's, younger it's, siblings would not read it. <laughs> it's so clearly a product of its time, and the fact that that time was like what six, five, six years ago. Like yeah, because it finished up in 2016, 2017. This was so. going on in 2017. Yeah. And yeah, it it went on for a hot minute. Oh, it finished on um, April thirteenth, twenty sixteen. Awesome. So yep, it went for seven years um, with various pauses and breaks. I don't know if he ever had a proper update schedule like a lot of web comics do today, where he's like, "Okay, here's an episode every week." It sort of felt like he's like, "I'm gonna write some whenever I feel like it." Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think what's super integral to, like, understanding how Homestuck became the way it is was, like, in the first year of the comic, the guy who wrote Andrew Hussey, Hussey was taking um, fan suggestions for what happens next in the forums. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, the first, like, the reason why John's name is John Egbert is because somebody commented that. It could have been anything else. It could have been Zeus Mel Poop Lord. I think that was the joke. Oh. Because somebody, because, like... Wait, that was the the, the, for, the, the forum thing yeah. was like, what should this guy's name be? And somebody wrote on the forums, Zeus Mel Poop Lord. So oh. then Hussey turned that into a bit in the actual comic. Yeah. That's like page so, three. <laughs> yeah. So it, to provide a little like meta background information, um, before he wrote Homestuck, Andrew Hussey had already been making web comics for like a hot minute. Um, before Homestuck, he'd gotten decently like popular in his circles for, oh my God, I totally blanked the name. Um, oh, there was. Um, Puzzle Sleuth. That was called something like that. Probably. Yes. Probably. And then there was also Dungeon Break and then something else. Yep. So they were, uh, they were short, they were a little shorter. They were like fun little time, again, like very time capsule of their time, um, things. Mm. Which how you built up this community to be like, hey, here's this new thing. Um, and so it was originally hosted on Hussey's website, um, MS Paint Adventures. Um, and that was like the shtick, like. You know, Hussey would make these um, webcomics in MS Paint and then just upload them and then people would interact. With Homestuck, um, I, things had changed before. He had started implementing Flash in some of his earlier works. But Homestuck was, um, I don't think it was done in MS Paint, like, at all. Um, maybe, like, assets were made in MS Paint, but, like, not the actual, like, composition. Yeah. Um, and, like, it incorporated a lot of, like, Flash elements with sound and there were interactive games um, when you get further into the, into the webcomic. And I think the beta version of Homestuck was done entirely in Flash. I might be wrong about that. That sounds right. Like, that sounds something that I, like, I feel like I heard. Flash, <laughs> and frankly, Paint. it absolutely tracks. Flash yeah. and MS Paint. These things are dead now. This, mm-hmm. These things have been, this are is, dead this and have been little, dead. This, 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 this thing cannot happen anymore. Yeah, like, Homestuck couldn't exist in 2021, or in 2022, I guess, um, without, like... Like, without the tools that it needed to flourish from 2009 to 2016. Yeah. Like, not, yeah, like, they just don't exist. What, like, what, like, a weird, like, time capsule? Because I think we've become so, like, desensitized to just everything that has happened since 2016 that I can't remember this time period that well. Mm-hmm. Also, like... I was still a child, but I, 
these things, like, I, I knew of Homestuck vaguely. Like, I knew... Like, I, I sort of skated around various internet circles without ever really diving headfirst into it. Probably a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I made the right choice. This is going to be a real fun episode where we're constantly going, Hey, here's this thing. Don't interact don't with it. it. Don't Yeah, don't <laughs> read it. Do not read this comic. Well, this, this is <laughs> that, was a, that was the joke back in the day. Yeah, like, I was like, like, hey, this thing, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this is a shitty like, comic. I remember seeing, like like youtube videos um of like fan art being like don't read homestuck like there was that dude octopimp i think oh my god on like in like the youtube homestuck space and yeah wait i know octopimp is like a like uh again these are things that like run Mm -hmm. i i run in intro like intersecting circle like i know octopimp is like an anime dubber a voice actor and sorts of things oh and And so during during his come up he was making homestuck videos yeah, if you go back, they're pro- I don't know if they're still public. I kind of hope they are, because for a hot minute, he was, like, the quintessential, like, voice of Homestuck. Mm-hmm. Like, he, it was just he made so much that got so much attention, like, in the, home, like, Homestuck community. Okay, oh, so... Oh, yeah, no, his Homestuck videos are still up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what you typed into YouTube. Did you um, type in well, Octopimp Homestuck, or...? Well, because I distinctly remember the one that was, like, don't read Homestuck, which is, like, a parody of... Some other comic that was like, don't read um, this manga or watch this anime called, um, oh, whatever the fuck it was called. It was like, it's that weird etchy about like the kids. Um, you know That's what I'm talking about? Anime. That's a lot of anime. I found a playlist of all of his Homestuck videos. I oh want the two of you to guess how many there are in, how many videos there are in this playlist. 57. I'd say like 100. Both of you are way too low. Oh um, my God. It is. <laughs> 290. 990? Yes. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Octopimp, um, I hope you're doing well. Do you want to come on the podcast? I hope you're healing. Homie's got 455,000 subscribers on YouTube, though. That's good pretty for good. Him. Good, good, for him. good for them. Good for them. Yeah. So, um, what I think pretending is- that there's vaguely any kind of rail here... I took one note that said basic premise. So let's pretend that Homestuck has a basic premise for like 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, I could, I could do this. <laughs> um, well, so Homestuck is a webcomic about some kids who are all online friends who are super stoked for this new game to come out called Spurb. Um, and so April 13th, as I think the release date or like some, like the kids get like an early copy or something like that. Basically, Spurb is a, like, Sims-like, um, you know, simulator, um, of, like, being people, but what it actually is, is it's, the game is the cause for the apocalypse, and the game is then the kids building a new universe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we'll, so then, the further you get in the webcomic, then you meet the people who made the kids' universe, and they're as... They're probably the most iconic thing out of Homestuck, the trolls. Mm-hmm. The trolls are, in fact, aliens. Um, if you can call beings from another universe unlike ours, aliens. Mm-hmm. So, after hearing that, like that sounds like an interesting premise for a piece of fiction. Like this, this is all interesting to me. 
But from what I have been exposed to of it, it just seems like nonsense. And yeah, <laughs> like you, you really have to think about the culture of I think specifically like two thousand nine internet. Um, <laughs> it was like the as, hi- I'm sure you're probably about to say it's like about the same thing, but like we're like talking about like the height of the hall, like lol, so random, rar XD kind of like internet space. Mm. And it's like it's it's a byproduct of like f- mediums of storytelling on the internet that weren't super efficient because like now like video is everything right mm-hmm. um and even back then video was still big on the internet but like you have like these old um like text games and things like that where like you know the storytelling isn't going to tell you everything right up front you know the visuals don't super match up with the text um homestuck is a product of that because like it's taking those aesthetics and then putting them into a web comic and doing it a little differently you know like it's not like it's not like control alt delete where like you have the four panel comic and you have loss um, like you know it's it's the it's like the static image or the gif or like the flash video and then underneath it you just have this giant wall of text um, and usually that's chat logs between um, like characters so like the way that the kids communicate and like everybody communicates in the world of homestuck when they're not like right next to each other is through chat clients um, and so you meet these people not by their first name, but by their username. Um, and that as like a symbol of like what was kind of driving the aesthetic motivations of Homestuck for it to be this like clusterfuck and of like, <laughs> you know, I think yeah. that's like an interesting way to look at it. And like it sets some conventions that some things um, did follow a little bit like Homestuck was also color coded. So like every character had their own color like their uh for their text and that carried even into when they were having in-person conversations and i've seen that like actually pretty regularly throughout the years but homesick is like the oldest piece of media where i can remember seeing that and, and oh and another thing is like everybody ha- every character has typing quirks yes um, oh my god um, is just such a holdover from like instant messengers and like Skype specifically. Yeah. Like they're like there's a character in, experience. in particular gonna bring up Terezi, who is one of the mm-hmm. trolls. Um, who specifically spoke with like a modified form of lead speech. <laughs> Which if you know what that word means, I'm sorry. <laughs> um If you know what that word means, go touch grass. <laughs> <laughs> go touch grass, call your therapist, um, <laughs> Get a, go get a veteran's discount. I don't know. <laughs> so then, like, as the webcomic progresses, so, like, what we've what we've talked about is kind of, like, you know, first four acts, basically. Um, yeah. And then as the webcomic progresses and they start building this new universe, like, obviously there are issues that get in the way. Um, there are, like, villains that arise because they didn't do things right originally when building the universe and stuff yeah. like that. Yep. Um, and we find out along the way that the trolls who played the game that was supposed to make these kids' universe... Um, for the record, because we didn't say it, the kids' names are John, Dave, oh, yeah. Jade, and Rose. Yeah, I, can, can I can I interrupt for a second? Sure. Can I can I interrupt for a second? Um, the just just for a tangent about the character of Dave Strider, which <laughs> which is the the character that I know the most of just through simple cultural osmosis. I made a Dave Strider shirt. When I was 13 years old with transfer paper and a white gildan. <laughs> I wore it to an anime convention. Maz, it could be worse. Here's the it- thing. Here's the thing about Dave Strider. 
like, I don't remember a lick of what his character was like, truthfully. But I remember that the cultural concept of Dave Strider, blonde hair with the sunglasses and the broken record t-shirt, and, like, as, like, a kid who didn't know they were gay back then, like, <laughs> Dave Strider was, like, kind of a seminal moment, you know? <laughs> What's your gay awakening? Dave Strider. Don't tell anyone that. Actually, cut this out of the cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> no, no. Okay, no, Moz. Listen, because it can be worse, and you know how it can be worse. Because mm-hmm. same, except one hundred percent, absolutely. I can't even like lie. Um, that was me with like Car Cat. Was that was okay? Oh, with Car Cat, bro. <laughs> this was. I sh- listen. There are fully full. Okay, listen, I can't even hide this because this is, in fact, in my professional portfolio, is a photo of me in my car cat cosplay from 2017 uh. because I got so good at makeup that I could make gray face paint look like skin. Oh my god. The thing is, the reason I could do that was because I was in a Homestuck cosplay for an angry little alien boy. What? <laughs> so you, you, gradu- you graduated beyond Sharpie Bath. I did graduate beyond Sharpie Bath. I used real face paint meant for skin. Jackson does not know what we're talking about, and that's so funny. We'll get to I, it. We'll get to it. We gotta, we'll get to we gotta it. finish going over, like, kind of what the comic is about before Yo, we talk yeah. about everything I... else. So, going back, trying to vaguely follow sort of a flow of a timeline. The problem is Homestuck doesn't lend itself to a flow of a timeline, because yeah, like, there we're, is a we're, we're lot talk- of time travel. We're talking about the what? plot, but the plot is fully incidental to anything that Homestuck is about. Yep. Because Homestuck has at least four main timelines that you have to keep track of, some of which get erased in on the tail end of the comic. Yeah, some of them get scratched. Like they're building universes for the purpose of destroying them. Like, yep. There's literally um, characters who have in like in-game mechanics where the mechanic is hey every time you would die just go back to a different point in the timeline what and exist you know how most time travel stuff is like oh you can't see yourself or if you exist alongside yourself the universe implodes that's just a mechanic in homestuck there are fully at least three characters who build armies of themselves using like time travel as the method huh Mm -hmm. and then there are characters that morph into each other um, there's this there's this thing in the game of Spurb called the Colonel Sprite, and um, that like whatever you merge with the Colonel Sprite has a lot of impact on like the enemies that you encounter later in the game and like a lot of like the you know key item stuff. So like if you were viewing this as like an actual game, the Colonel Sprite dictates a lot of the consequences and a lot of the um, the things that you're gonna see as you progress through the journey. Um, and then in Homestuck, there are characters who like fully fleshed like characters that merge into the colonel sprite together and then become like one conscious like conscious being um that like combine the quirks of both of them <laughs> basically it doesn't make any sense i, I don't feel alive right now i, I feel <laughs> I, like i feel like i'm having an out of body experience it's that's fair okay. one more word on the colonel sprites not only do they do that, but most of the characters who are merged with the Colonel Sprite, they're using it as a resurrection mechanic. Like, yeah, they are throwing... So bad. here's the thing. If Homestuck was literally anything other than a webcomic that kind of looks like it was drawn on MS Paint, it would be 
horrifically graphic. There is a lot of child murder in this comic. What? Like there look, you have to understand nearly every character is under the age of eighteen at um for the majority of the comic. Mm-hmm. And nearly every character dies a minimum of once. Huh? And sometimes when those characters die, they took their dead body or part of their dead body and threw it into the colonel's sprite. Low-key resurrecting that character as a ghostly compan- um, like spirit companion. All this what? to say that like it, all of the plot threads, everything that you're trying to follow kind of becomes a mess and you're just along for the ride. Um, at least that was my experience reading Homestead. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of just latched onto them. I mean, I've read everything, mm-hmm. but I kind of just latched onto a couple of characters where I'm like, I'm only going to remember what you did. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like, <laughs> I remember what Carcat did. I remember what Dave did. I remember what Gamzee did. That was a mistake. <laughs> I what remember did what Briska do? did. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. We should go through the trolls really quick for Jackson. Yeah, so fun little troll guide. Let me let me pull up like a reference image. Here's a okay. So here's the plan. I think I remember all their names. Do you want me to quiz you? Okay, let's do a little quiz. <laughs> I'm also going to try to go in blood order <laughs> for funsies. What? Okay. So here's the thing. A little background here. Um, see, this is one thing that frustrates me about Homestuck is if someone else took this world building and built something else. You, you get so into it. Like, the world building for mm. the Trolls planet, Alternia, is amazing. Like, they have this really fleshed out, interesting, like, alien culture for background. But it, then it, it's about 13-year-olds in this planet. Yeah. Who are doing horrible things and telling weird internet jokes. Because, <laughs> like, one of the um, big things from their planet is the Trolls have a caste system based on the blood color you are born with. What? Because Trolls can be born with... Um, like, 12 different blood colors. Um, one of which is considered, like, mutant blood, and is, and you just get instantly killed if people find out you have it. And that's red. That's, like, our, like, our blood color. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have the, I have the 12, at least the 12 OG trolls pulled up. 12 OG trolls. Let's go. So we have Carcathantis. Yep. Who sort of serves as a foil for John Egbert. He's angry. Nothing, no one says he's short, but I... But I kind of do agree that he has short energy. He's a short king. He's a short, short king. king. Short king. Short king, Vantis, um, represented by the sign of cancer. And he's, the thing is, he's also a huge softie. Mm-hmm. Like, you see Karkat just ball, absolutely lose it. He's a gutting character to watch. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, it would be tragic if it was anything other than Homestuck. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to explain his culture via a sappy romance novel once. <laughs> So you have Karkat Vantis followed up by um, Aradia Megiddo, uh, represented yep. by Ares. She's an adventurer. They make jokes about Indiana Jones, like troll Indiana Jones. <laughs> That's another like fun internet thing where it's like they just go like slap like a gray filter and horns on a character and go, it's troll Indiana Jones. It's troll Guy Fieri. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? It's troll ICP. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get, we'll get into the fan community stuff soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, followed up by Aradia is uh, Solux Captor, represented by Gemini. Um, and he he's definitely I think like that. He mo- has a lisp. Canonically has a lisp. Yeah. Um, he's very. He's got st- solid like tw- like um, twin imagery going on. Um, very like early like late 
um, two thousands, early twenty tens, like gamer vibes. He's wearing he's wearing like three D glasses, like the red and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! For basically the whole comic. Yeah. At one point, he's half dead. What? Yep. Yeah, he's just half ghost for a significant amount of in comic time. Half ghost. Yeah. He heard me. You ain't never been half ghost before. God, what a <laughs> see, noob! See, <laughs> see <laughs> my wheelhouse is superhero comics. My favorite character in fiction is a man who works as a janitor in the 25th century who travels back in time to become a celebrity in our timeline. And I'm so confused by this. <laughs> oh, by the way, I should mention, um, Carcat's also a descendant of Troll Jesus. Anyway. What? <laughs> yep. We'll get there. Okay, so Solik's uh-huh. captor followed up by um, Nepeda Lejon. There's debate about how her name is pronounced. There's debate mm-hmm. about how all their names are pronounced. I always said Nepeda. Yeah, I always said Nepeda. Yeah. Nepeda's a cat girl. Nepeda <laughs> is fully a cat girl. Um, but she's a cat girl to the, like, umph degree. She is shown hunting ki- and killing and eating her own food. What's her sign like, again? Um, she is Leo. Okay. Because she's oh, a cat girl. Oh, because lion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfollowed by Nepeda is Kanya Mariam, who, uh, she's, like, She's initially she's very like graceful, kind, gorgeous, maternal. She also has a chainsaw, and, and she's, she's also a, a vampire. Bad bitch. She's a bad bitch, OG lesbian. <laughs> yeah, Kanye. Kanye's based as fuck. Or <laughs> Kanaya. How do you pronounce it again? I said Kanaya. Kanaya. I had a friend who yeah. also said Kanya, and I'm like, okay, you know what? This is a fake yeah. comic on the internet. <laughs> Either way, she's based. After Kanya would be Terezi, um, Terezi mm. Pyro. She's the one with the lead speak. She's blind. Um, she is an RP. She's an RPG kid. She regularly holds trial in her room for her stuffed animals and always executes them. Therefore, her home, which is a treehouse, is covered in hung plushies. What? Terezi can also canonically um, taste everything so she's regularly shown licking her computer monitor to gather information about what people have said to her yep yep because she's blind yeah her taste buds are just mad strong yeah adaptable technology who just lick your monitor (laughs) what happens if she loses her taste her sense of taste i don't know they never wrote it That's a crazy concept. She, she, she dies like five times, but... Yeah. What? She dies five times, but no one ever just thinks, hey, what if we just cut her tongue out? <laughs> Which is wild, because that's totally something that, like, others in this comic would have done if they'd thought yep. of it. <laughs> in particular, Terezi's, like, best friend, ha- like, hate lover, um, Riska. Love okay, this Riska. is a name I have heard before. Riska, Riska did nothing wrong. <laughs> Riska did everything wrong, actually. She's Riska... flawed. <laughs> she murdered, like, several timelines by herself. What? She's just like me, for real. <laughs> she bullied an alternate version of herself so bad the alternate version's girlfriend left her. <laughs> and Riska's obviously a Scorpio. <laughs> Riska's a Scorpio. She will kill you. A heartbeat. She'll kill you for a corn chip. 
and we love her for it. But the more that the comic goes on, you realize she's really a really tender person, and she's just going through a lot. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. Or we re- we read different comics. <laughs> Briscoe was one of the characters that I cared about. Like that was one of the ones that I followed. Yeah, she. It, it was kind of hard not to. Because mm-hmm. well, yeah, like she, she did. Took, she was a lot of the plot. Yeah, she was a character who very early on decided I'm going to win. Me mm-hmm. personally. And y'all fuckers are coming with me. <laughs> and I, I always got kind of the vibes of, like, Vriska was one of Hussey's favorite characters to write. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it definitely seemed that way, especially with how much um, screen time she got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, she's a bad bitch. She has a lot of eight imagery. Um, at one point, um, one of her eyes has eight pupils. It, yeah, it's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um, she has even has, like, an in-game mechanic where she has to roll dice and if she rolls eight eights, um, she wins. She wins whatever she's trying to get. She just wins? Yeah. Roll eight she, D8. Yeah, she rolls eight D8, and her <laughs> results affect the game. I'm going to roll this dice that I have If you sitting... roll an eight, Vriska apparates in your room. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Vriska appears. Oh, thank God it was a seven. Nice. She also mind controls people huh? regularly. Yep. That's a Scorpio energy. Yeah. <laughs> she tries to mind control another character into killing her so that she can get the, like, player death benefits. <laughs> and what I think is really interesting... Oh, wait, you haven't brought up this character, so I won't start Okay, yet. well, we'll keep... keep going. Oh, I forgot! Oh, no, I skipped him! <laughs> <laughs> I skipped him! You skipped who? <gasps> My boy? That kind of makes sense! Yeah, Our boy, you sense. know... Our soft king, <laughs> Tavros. Tavros Tar- Nitrum, I think. Tavros Nitrum, uh, represented by Taurus, brown-blooded. Um, lots of Peter Pan imagery. Um, Wheelchair-bound for the first co- bit of the comic, but then gets robotic legs against his will. Yep. Yep. Um, so, I was a bit of a Tavros Kinney back in the day. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Like I think I I like I made a Tavro shirt, wore it to a con. Um, Solid. I didn't do like the face paint or anything, because um, I was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> wow, lame. <laughs> yeah, um, but like I remember, it's in I think it's in like Act Five when um, Vriska skewers Tavros. Huh? Mm-hmm. Like Thru- like through the like circle of the Taurus symbol on his shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just like it's this like heartbreaking. I think that's is that in Cascade? I think it's before Cascade. What is Cascade? If it's before Cascade, it's not very long before Cascade. Yeah. So, um, Cascade is the end of Act 5 Flash animation. When Cascade dropped, shit was, like... Like, that was Homestuck kind of at its peak. Um, Mm -hmm. like, they crashed Newgrounds, they crashed MSPA, um, the YouTube video couldn't be accessed. Like, stuff like that. What I find really interesting about Tavros and Friska's relationship is it's, you know... You have the Scorpio and the Taurus, which are, like, opposite ends in astrological, like, in astrological terms, too. And so the way that Vriska's Scorpio, like, manipulates and takes advantage of Taurus's, um, or of Tavros's Taurus, I think that just, like, it's just, it's, those are the kind of dynamics that Hussey is great at just, like, I don't know if it's on purpose or if it's just, like, inadvertently finding Mm-hmm. And then, like, having that be, like, a driving factor of, like, why people are reading, why people are sticking with it. Yeah, the relationship dynamics is totally what kept me invested. 
I always wanted him to get one good shot in, like one good shot yeah. in on her, and I he does not. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't feel, think so. Yeah, I. Yeah, Tavros like, also even, spends some time as a ghost. I think he yeah he becomes briefly one of those um, sprites we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Ironically, mixed with Vriska. Oh yeah, yeah, that's so what Tav- it was. Yep, Tavros and Vriska get mixed as a sprite, and their joint existence is so horrifying to them that they um, explode. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many more trolls are there? We got four a couple. Left. We got four left of the main set. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> so after Vriska would be Equius. Mm-hmm. Um, Equius the Hawk. Can I guess what zodiac sign they're associated with? Go on. Yeah. Aquarius. Nope. No, not yet. This what? is Sagittarius. What? Oh, don't worry. Aquarius is coming. <laughs> he was sweaty. Yeah. And he was Equ- gross. Equius was kind of slept on, I think. He was... There was a lot of interesting things to him, but I think it got overshadowed by how kind of icky he was. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the horniest dudes I knew were Equius stands. Yeah, well, to be fair, Equius is the horniest dude you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it can be hard to remember that these characters are literally all, like, 13. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to remember that with Equius. Like, he's strong, he's technically nobility, and he's got a lot of, like, complex emotions about that. <laughs> One of his defying features is he has a broken horn, which he accidentally broke because he's too strong for his own good. Yep. <laughs> he has, like, those quintessential young teenager, like, gym gloves. Wait, I think I had those. <laughs> yeah. That they always kind of smell bad, no matter yeah. what you do. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he was very intelligent. Like, he builds robo- robots for the whole, like, gang the whole time. He builds Tavros' legs. He gives one mm. of the trolls um an entire fa- um robotic body. You remember this so much better than I do. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on this. I could probably still tell you most of it. But I'm not going to because that that feels unkind. We'd be here for about ten thousand pages. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I got this was like my thing for a long time. Like, and it's not my thing. Any, it's not like my thing anymore, which probably is a good thing, given that I am a grown ass person. <laughs> but throughout like all of high school, like I was like, yeah, this is like my one big thing, mm. and I can say that. And I, we're going to put this on the internet, and someday someone's uh, going to find this and listen to well, it, and, and I'll have to confront this. <laughs> that's what's so cool about, like, even though, like, Homestuck is, like, a disaster, like, it's a dumpster fire of a webcomic, mm-hmm. I love it to death. Like, the reason why it blew up the way it did was because it, like, utilized the tropes that we were all familiar with growing up on the internet. It was mm-hmm. a product of the internet specifically for people who grew up on that. Yeah. It is, like, made for the Chronically Online. Yeah, oh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get to... Do you want to do the last three trolls? Let's do the last three. Okay, so Equius... And actually, after Equius, there's only two more. Um, the Sea Dwellers. The, like, nobility of the troll caste system. You're missing... You're missing Who am I missing? Boy. Who am I missing? Clown King. Oh, shit. I'm sca- <laughs> I got ahead of myself because I wanted to talk about Aridin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I skipped one. I skipped Gamzee. Gamzee okay, Makara. This is the one that I need to know what Gamzee did. So let's what start with the basics. What did Gamzee do is the better question. <laughs> Gamzee 
did a lot of fucking things, and he Gams should not be. Gams is a juggalo to... <laughs> who drinks Fago, who I think killed everybody. Wait, wait, wait! Go, go back first. Okay, so at the start no, of the I comic, no, I said what I said. <laughs> so and, and none of it was a lie. That was all true. That happened. So, at the start of the comic, Gamzee is presented as he's just sort of a silly, goofy guy. He's pretty high all the time because he eats not real food. He eats a psychedelic slime. Huh? Exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, well, he, ha- for, he has no, like, par- like, none of the trolls have parents, but he has no guardian, so no one ever told him, hey, you know this, like, slime? Don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so he is chronically high, like, all the time. He is a juggalo. Gamzee Makara is the sole reason I know Fago <laughs> exists. <laughs> yeah, um, I found out, for the record, from a couple of, like, my friends, like, back at, the, like, the height of my homestuck, like, phase mm. um that they did not think fago was a real beverage i didn't either i i knew it was because i lived like two blocks from a quick trip and mm. quick trip sells fago <laughs> yeah no i remember like reading it and being like oh that's like that's just like the thing that's like the fake drink that he drinks and then yeah, i saw that's a made up that's a made up drink and then like all of us went crazy because this was like the height of like our homestuck obsession Mm-hmm. so he like and he's like, he just, at first he's just like this silly, goofy guy. He's very like, hey, peace, love, um, murder, but not more murder than is socially acceptable. <laughs> but then you very quickly realize how unhinged this character is. Mm-hmm. And there like... is, there is a point where he becomes sober because they simply do not have access to this like slime called Soper Slime, and he proceeds to kill at least six people right away what he kills tavros he kills equius he kills um nepeda he tries to kill solux he doesn't kill eridan but he is responsible for eridan's death eridan's coming up next mm. okay he is also res- i fucking uh, hate yeah. eridan dude you should <laughs> <laughs> that's why i want to talk about him because i want to yeah. like i kind of just want to shit on him it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a good pastime um yeah gamzee is genuinely insane becomes used by beings that exist outside of the game like demi like demigods as a tool to bring about more universes um he believes in a malicious afterlife where yeah um called the dark carnival what? is it also he, related to juggalos yes um <laughs> he um he is shown shown in the comic painting with blood kissing disembodied heads and holding court with those disembodied heads this is all canon yes he th- um he throws Carcat into a pit of lava i think i'm <laughs> he gets there's nothing else to be said about gamzee like he does end the comic locked in a fridge and he deserves it frankly <laughs> he spends three years terrorizing the entire group crawling through, through vents Oh, that's the that's the time skip, right? <laughs> yeah. Wait, there's a the time ship. skip? There's yeah, there's a three-year time skip. Yep. But also, there's time travel, and there's multiple universes, so it doesn't really actually matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I remember, like, I said I remember a lot of Homestuck. A good chunk of what I remember is during the time skip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's Gamzee. Well, yeah, because the, the time skip was right before the Gigapause. Yeah, so it was just kind of what we were left to, like, fixate on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the Giga So pause? let me explain the Giga Pause really quick before we Yeah, we've mentioned it like trolls. two or three times now. Please. Yeah. So basically, Hussey didn't have like a regular upload schedule. Um, they would just drop the the webcomic whenever it was done. 
Um, and so there were multiple times where the comic would go on hiatus. And the longest one was called The Gigapause. Um, I think that was in 2013, something like that. Um, I'm a Google. It might have been. Okay, the Gigapause was from October 16th, 2013 to October 16th, 2014. Okay. So a full year. And that was like that during the Gigapause is when I read all of Homestuck, or at least caught up. That's uh, same. I think I must have just think about that timeline. I must have caught up like within like a month or two after the Gigapause started. Mm hmm. All right. Should we should we shed on our boy? Our boy Let's Aridin. shit on our boy. All right. <laughs> I One actually, I don't remember his character much at all. I, just, I, like, I remember every time I saw him, I was like, this guy sucks. Aridin <laughs> Ampera is a hipster piece of shit. He is a terrible person and you should hate him. <laughs> Shorthand for Jackson, um, take everything you, everything about Prince Robot and pack that into a 13-year-old little shit. Oh my god. God. Yeah, for everything, everyone who hasn't read Saga, go read Saga, and yeah, then... Yeah, go read Saga. It's so read... much better than this. I have not read Saga. <laughs> Saga is... has the same, like, world-building complexity as Homestuck, with fewer internet memes. Mm -hmm. And a less toxic fan base. Okay, that sounds like yeah. a good time. It is! It's a really cool story. <laughs> um, on the subject of Aridin, though, this little fucker, Aridin is technically a prince. And he acts like it, constantly, all the time. He fully believes the world revolves around him. He has an ongoing crush on other uh, crushes on other characters that he refuses to let go. He murders someone over this. Huh? Yes. And his whole, like, world within the game, because every character gets their own, like, land or realm within the game, sort of like a level of it is built around murdering angels. <laughs> He's also one of, like, two characters who gets a gun. He gets a gun! I forgot about Aridin's gun. Aridin has a massive fucking gun! Yep. Like, gun! <laughs> like, over, like, and... He just commits a lot of murder. He really does think that, with the exception of, like, one other character, he is the most important thing in the whole universe. Mm -hmm. And that's just, like, the natural order of things. Everyone should be serving him. And he, in a, not in collaboration with Gamzee, but around the same time, becomes responsible for a lot of murder. How much murder takes place in Homestuck? Um, like, everybody dies. Yeah. Some people just die in, like, a normal way. Like, there's accidents, um, actual enemies kill them. And again, with the time travel and multiple timelines mechanics, the deaths don't hit as hard half the time. Mm -hmm. But there is also a lot of, like, graphic murder. Yeah. There's a lot of sawing people in half. Aridin gets blasted in half. Actually, no, Aridin does not get blasted in half. Aridin gets sawed in half by um, Kanaya with a, chi with a chainsaw. I remember, I remember reading that panel and losing my shit. Like, <laughs> that's like a like, repressed yes! memory. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> he wears a cape the whole time. Quick note about Aridin, he's wearing a cape the whole time. And he has a purple streak in his hair. Mm-hmm. He wears a scarf. He sucks. Yeah. He has hipster glasses. Oh, yep. no. Did you look up a picture of him? No, no, I'm about to. Uh, <laughs> hold on. You're going to find some, like, really graphic rules how do you, for shit. How, how do you spell yeah. his name? E-R-I-D-A-N. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he also. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> he also he also believes in science. Like he says, I believe in science, but all of his science is done using magical things. Like what? Like literal? He has a literal fucking magic wand, but he's like, magic's not real, guys. You're fucking <sighs> stupid. You're children. <laughs> oh God! I just looked up a picture of Gamzee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really was out there like this, huh? <laughs> and then the last troll is Feffery, right? Yep, Feffery Pisces. Um represented by Pisces. I'm a Pisces, fun fact. Um and she you is You have Pisces energy. Thank you, I think. Yeah, that tracks. Pi- I love Pisces. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> that yeah. that would make this kind of rough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a Taurus. I... <laughs> I'm a Taurus. That also Taurus. tracks. <laughs> yeah, Maz. <laughs> The two rep- the two representations of Taurus. <laughs> this, this or that. <laughs> also, yeah, both Aridan and Feffery are fish. Yes, they yeah, are okay, fish. So I was the other trolls are not fish. They are fish. I was about to ask because I'm looking at a picture of Feffery right now, and, and she has yeah, fi- and she has fish. face fit. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's got a the fish. Fins. Okay. Yeah, they, the two like highest highest casts of trolls. So these two blood colors are sea dwellers. They're at, like, the top of the food chain of, like, the troll planet and culture. They are the empress of all trolls. Is, like, um, it, like, Feffery is descended from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the trolls are not fish. Or even, like, <sighs> amphibians or anything like that. Well, and we've spent so long going over, like, each of, like, the 12 trolls. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, we meet their ancestors. And I think yes. we, meet, we meet, like, two generations right we yeah we meet in addition uh, to this one yeah so at one point okay so big old mechanic thing so bear with me for a sec <laughs> a good bit into the comic the four kids realize that they're going to lose the game so they decide here's how we're going to fix that we are going to jump to the end to kickstart a new world that's pretty much just a copy of ours but with a few things switched around and hope and then we're going to jump between universes to get to that world and help that team win so we can all make a new big happy universe together the new team in the new world is the four kids guardians if they were flip-flopped so like rose's mom roxy is now the player and rose is roxy's mother John's grandmother uh, is now the pl- Jane is now the player, and John is Jane's deceased grandfather. The, along the way, we find out that the same thing actually happened with the trolls. <laughs> okay. So there are four distinct sessions of the game that are regularly talked about within the comic. Yeah. <laughs> so the expanded character list is just absurd. Yep. But what I think the trolls exemplify most and i saw this um sarah zed made an incredible video um on youtube i don't know if you've seen it um it's like a two-hour retrospective on homestuck um and she mostly talks about the fan community which i think is a huge part of like what made homestuck so appealing and why it was so big because um this is something that she says it's like the trolls are very easily replicable for fan art and for like fan projects and for cosplay so Mm -hmm. they made it really like hussy made it really accessible for like young kids who are getting into this to be able to like project themselves onto these characters all of the trolls are like you know astrological um like are based off of astrology 
And so that makes them really easy, like, canvases for, like, you know, younger people or just, like, people in general reading the comic to project themselves onto. Um, and then you get you get into shit like Trollsonas and, like, just the the sheer depth of the fan community, how far back this goes. Um, like, Homestuck fans have a bad reputation in most in some con circles, and they definitely did at the top, at, like, the height of Homestuck's popularity because, like, it was a bunch of, like, younger kids, um, you know, like, 15, like, 14, 15-year-olds um, doing cosplay and shit like that for the first time. And, like, obviously, like, that's not going to go great. You get a bunch of, like, yeah. these... You do all of this in, like, some hotel convention room. Of course it's going to get trashed. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually going to... kind of hoping I would have a chance to bring that up. Um, mm-hmm. Homestuck kind of changed the landscape of what cons looked like. Because before that, um, anime people and comic people kind of kept their own spaces when it came to cons. Yeah. And Homestuck did not do that thing. Ho- a lot... Like, Homestuck just sort of ran rampant wherever... Because it didn't really fit in a traditional comic concept. But it w- definitely wasn't an anime. But sometimes it had those, like, complex anime vibes. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, it was like... It was kids who were watching anime were reading Homestuck. Yeah. Th- there was, like... That, that Venn diagram's a circle. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was it was also the introduction of like a lot of kids into a space that had not been traditionally super kid friendly. Mm-hmm. So it really it really changed what cons looked like, like going mm-hmm. forward. Like now, like you go to like um, conventions like um, Anime Milwaukee or Geek Con or even bigger cons like San Diego Comic Con, and it's not strictly like an anime convention or a comic book con- convention anymore. Because we just sort of yeah. accepted, hey, this shit all goes together now. All, also, all... also kid friendly, please. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, that people so... listen to that, but at least the con like organizers have a generally a sense of awareness of that. And one of the big stories that came out of the Homestuck fan communities going to cons is something that we referenced earlier, which is the Sharpie bath. Um, basically, and there's a bunch of like different differing perspectives on how this happened. Um, nobody actually has the full story, I don't think. But it's um, it's an urban legend at this point. Yeah, basically, like there were there was somebody who was planning on doing a um, like a like cosplaying a troll, and so you know, you're not gonna paint your whole body gray, um, especially like if this is like your first time cosplaying. So what this person did was um, fill the bathtub up, dropped a couple like dropped some sharpies in there, and then sat in the bathtub attempting to dye their skin. Um, <laughs> What? Obviously, it didn't go well. Oh, but a person did this. Yeah, yeah, and but at least as far as we know, the legend states that somebody did this. I yeah, I've heard a lot of versions of this, and almost all of them, the person is a child. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like put put this up there with like the dashcon ball pit. I Mm. I I guess. (laughs) There's definitely, like, a category of internet story about, like, hey, weird con shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then there's also, um, there's a bunch of stories about, like, Homestuck fans at conventions, um, and buckets. Huh? Because... <laughs> huh? <laughs> so, Jackson, let me fill you in on this. You know how, like, you're, like, 13 years old, you're in health class... And they didn't do this for me because they didn't, don't fund sex ed in Iowa. But, like, sometimes, like, you know, they'll, like, teach you how to use a condom. Where you put the condom on, like, the cucumber or the banana or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, 
then like a 13 year old like makes jokes about condoms um for trolls and the way that trolls recreate procreate uh something happens involving a bucket (laughs) um and so in the same way that like immature kids like freak out about a condom the trolls are freaking out about these buckets um and so then obviously this this joke then proliferates into the real world community and you have these kids at cons making jokes about buckets bringing buckets throwing buckets at people like like all hell broke loose it it was absolutely fucking insane there's still a part of the back of my brain that lights up when somebody says the word bucket with some vague homestuck recognition like yeah like I can't not connect it. (laughs) (laughs) It's an understatement to say that this webcomic has deeply impacted the way I function. Yeah. Um, So on my page of notes, I actually made a list of things that said, that's titled, A List of Things Homestuck Has Fundamentally Changed for its readers. (laughs) (laughs) The very top of that list list is Bucket. Oh my god. Yes. Wait, what's can, on the rest of it? Can we um, go through this list, please? Sure, it's pretty. It's pretty short, but I cannot. I cannot overstate how m- much Homestuck has fucked my understanding of these things. <laughs> uh, followed by Bucket is Fago. I cannot tell you how many gallons of Fago I have. I have drinking, drunk <laughs> for <laughs> because of fucking Gamzy Makara. <laughs> um, followed by that ICP. Mm-hmm. I have never heard a full ICP song. Oh, you haven't listened to Homies? I love Homies. <laughs> See, Jackson was in the Juggalo community. Jackson was not in the Homestuck This community. is not true. This is not true. I just, I want, I, no, I have never found out, and at this point I'm scared to, what if, like, ICP is aware of Homestuck. <laughs> They've gotta be. They've gotta surely, be. Surely, surely. Um, How much so do they ta- factor it, into the story? At one point in one of the like more important timelines, ICP were the presidents of the United States. United States. Huh? ICP were the final presidents of the United States. What? Yep. One of the timelines is post-apocalyptic. <laughs> like, po- and then they have another apocalypse because of the game. <laughs> I, I don't feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like they're, they're, it's just like. I mean, it's 10,000 pages of webcomic. Like, mm-hmm. it is so dense, and there's so much going on. The reason I got into Homestuck was I watched a YouTube video by PBS Idea Channel. I've the micro meta video comparing Homestuck to Ulysses. And, like, I don't it's... know, the parallels are there. <laughs> yeah, it's the idea of, like, hey, here's this very dense, complex thing that's about everything and nothing. And it's mostly just like a badge of honor to be like, be like, hey, I read that. Because mm-hmm. like, I like Ulysses is a fat book. I, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was the kid who, um, who for like my senior year of high school, I tried to put on this like more like of an intellectual pers- persona. So I brought a copy of um, David Foster Wallace's Infinite Jest to every <sighs> single one of my classes just to show to prove that yeah i was smarter than everyone uh i hated the kind of person i was in high school <laughs> but uh, that's what this reminds me it basically like i remember when i watched that video being like oh okay let me try to read this whole thing just to say i did it you know yeah 
I just genuinely had nothing better to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I tried. I tried reading. This episode has been in the works since the summer of 2021, I believe. Um, back when I was just prepping ideas for this podcast, the conversation of a Homestuck episode came up, with specifically with Beck and Maz as my guests. And to prep for that episode, I jokingly said to myself, hey, I'm going to try and read all of this. I, I got through the first act. And... And and I was like, oh no, I cannot do this. I need to go. Yeah. Li- I need to go lie down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel like after the first act, you didn't even read the intermission. How long is the intermission? Not terribly, and ha- so the intermission appears to be like a fun little side story that Hussey threw in there because he felt like it. L- then later, the characters in the intermission come back to be major players in the end game. Yep. Yep, which is pretty common in Homestuck, where something that was absolutely, definitely a joke becomes super important. Okay, everything has plot relevance. Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage plays a lot of prominence in the first act, which I did read. Yeah, that was was on my list. That was on my list. Oh, it's on the (laughs) list. Let's keep going through the list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, Nicolas Cage, um, which was not next on the list, but on there. Um, oh, and specifically, see- Con Air. specifically Con Air. Specifically Con Air. I got together with all of my friends who read Homestuck in middle school, and we like sat in my friend's basement and watched Con Air. Honestly, because- Con Air kind of slaps. <laughs> oh no, Con Air! <laughs> like, I get it. Okay, so basically, the whole thing with Nicolas Cage is Con Air gets referenced a lot, and he gets referenced a lot, because two characters have deep-seated, like, lifelong crushes on Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. There, there um, is also one thing that I really appreciate... Um, about the character of John Egbert, who is a fan of, like, bad movies, and as someone who is also a fan of bad movies, I relate it a lot, because I, too, am a fan of things like Ghostbusters 2 and Deep Impact and things that are just on the posters in his isometric room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John is really... I mean, he's kind of just a fucking quirky little guy. Mm-hmm. And he never really guy. he never really grows out of that. Like you you think of John as a protagonist, but then the further it gets, like the less relevance he has. What is what is his name? He's like the he's something special in like the meta. Um, to need some more details than that. There's, <laughs> there's yeah, a lot of like, there's the thing where like he has that that wind power. The wind power? Yeah, doesn't he? That's that, that is John. Life. Yeah, that's no, that's John. Yeah, John has wind powers. Yeah, what, what was he's that an called? airbender. Yes, <laughs> basically. He has a big hammer too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has a giant hammer called the hammer of Zillyhoo. Mm-hmm. All the kids have special weapons and special powers as part of like the game. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole. I feel like if you sat down and tried to, like write it all out, there is a complex game with like followable rules to play homestuck like you can make a homestuck board game mm-hmm. and can, it would work we can Honestly, play a homestuck rpg this is, this is kind of embarrassing but like i've thought about homestuck in relationship to like simulation theory for mm-hmm. like you know the universe being like oh like you know there's there's like fundamental value in like seeing homestuck as a text that is about like 
the world being a simulation and the simulation building another simulation. Yeah, it is. Cause like that's literally like core to what Homestuck is. Cause like it's they play a video game that trigger like a, that's a primordial apocalypse um like protocol mm-hmm. that self that self populates like it reappears in every universe. Yeah, they run the program yeah. to end the world. Yeah, it's so like every un- with building the world. <laughs> yeah, it's so like every universe will eventually get to a point where you can run a computer program, like that that ends the world. Now this is the shit I know about metatextual <sighs> interpretations of a piece of fiction connecting to our to our world at large. Well, I it's know just, it's, it is so indicative of what being on the internet and being in like nerd geek culture sub communities were in like you know the early like throughout the 2000s and into the 2010s before 2016 as a cultural touch point changed everything mm-hmm. yeah which makes it kind of wild to think about what exists of homestuck after 2016 because something we haven't brought up because i can't speak to it a ton and i'm guessing moz can't either is, is that game? homestuck is not not just the, i was gonna bring up the game as part oh, of this yeah, yeah, yeah. but mostly it's the fact that homestuck isn't Homestuck is done. Like, Homestuck is a complete comic. However, there are two epilogues, a sequel, an indie game, and um, always the promise that maybe there'll be something more. (laughs) Like, just keep being stuff. I have not read Homestuck 2. I have not read the epilogues all the way through. Yeah, I didn't know Homestuck 2 dropped. It dropped years ago. It's been going. My little brother reads it. What? (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Is Hustle yeah. still behind that? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's and like crazy. there's a game and like there was a lot of drama and like shit with the game that we simply cannot get into. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time. Yeah. But like the point is like Homestuck kept I don't know, something about lost some oomph for me. And I don't know if it was me getting older or just like the cultural shift that was uh twenty sixteen onwards. But something about yeah, but the like, like it, it lost relevance. Yeah. Well, Something I, ab- like, I think a lot of, like, stuff from before 2016 that was big and, like, people on the internet really gravitate to, I think a lot of that started to lose relevance. Like, mm-hmm. I think the only, like, pre-2016 thing that I see a lot of internet buzz around is, is Undertale and Deltarune and these things that sadly came out of Homestuck. <laughs> I See, here's oh, the thing. A common misconception about Undertale's connection to Homestuck, um, or at least, because like, everyone's like, oh yeah, Megalovania from Undertale was used in Homestuck for the first time. No, it wasn't. It was used in Toby Fox's Earthbound Halloween hack. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that is correct. That, was, that, that is the first usage of Megalovania in a piece of content. And Toby Fox like, just really fucking loved that. I literally, like, I down, like, I had Megalovania, the rip from the Earthbound Halloween hack on, like, my PSP that I would listen to on the bus ride to school. Like. <laughs> OG. And, like, OG. It, it's, it's, like, it's a testament to Toby Fox's skills because mm-hmm. Earthbound as a game is really difficult to hack. And, like, to create, like, a full functioning fan game within um, is really difficult. And one of the most one of the most challenging things about the Earthbound interface is its, its music code. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to put in and create custom music within Earthbound um, without having the developer's tools is, like, very, very challenging. 
Um, or at least it was back when I was obsessed with Earthbound. I, I just wanted to say that. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, yeah. hey, any... I don't remember what that was relevant any, for. Any reason for more people to learn more about Earthbound and the strange mechanics behind it? Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have. No, I don't have much of a platform, but hey, Nintendo, if you want to um, <laughs> release, release Mother 3 to the United States... <laughs> Um, we we need to be wrapping up soon, but um, that's cool. Yeah, but that's fair. <laughs> we've been talking we, for like what, like an hour and we have been minutes? talking for. Um, I am checking the recording right now. We have been talking for. Um, in I am gonna stall. I'm gonna stall for like ten more seconds because <laughs> in a, in just a moment we will have been talking for. Um, just gonna keep stalling one more second. For sixty nine minutes, nice. Uh, that was worth it. Um, nice, worth nice, it. nice, 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 um, nice. So wrapping up, conclusion: Should you read Homestuck? No. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> you I don't, don't need think... to read. You don't need to read all of Homestuck. But if you read no. any of Homestuck, you should probably read all of Homestuck. Yeah, it's. <sighs> I say no because with such emphasis because there are things in home. I think I say it because I'm saying it to my child self, where I look back at a lot of the things that came out of it, and a lot of this it was not Homestuck's fault. It was the Homestuck like fandom's fault of like shit I was exposed to because of Homestuck, and I'm like, no, don't yeah. don't give that to your children. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot of cool stuff too. Like it's a it's complex world building. It com- fully commits to all the good, bad, and weird that it is. Mm-hmm. Like. It, and like it is, I, I've gone, I've gone back to this like all the time during this during this session. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to know what at least what some, if you want to know what a slice of the internet was like in like two thousand nine, Homestuck is the resource for that. Yeah. Um. Just and it, it it follows in that with the amount of like content, with how dense it is, and with like how nonsensical a lot of it is. You know, because, like, when you're looking at the internet from an outside perspective, it doesn't really make sense. It's kind of the same thing with Homestuck. All right. I do, you know, I do actually think it is, like, a very... And we've been talking talking about this behind the scenes, too, about, like, this... If anything, this is a time capsule of what it was like to be chronically online from 2009 to 2016. And... Maybe you shouldn't read all of it, but, like, if you weren't it, exposed to it, you might as well just take a look, because it may be pretty entertaining to find out, to react to things. And if you're gonna watch, if you're gonna consume anything of Homestuck, I would say, because spoilers don't really matter, because everybody dies and comes back to life, um, yeah. watch Cascade on YouTube. Um, Cascade was the end of Act 5... Mm-hmm. flash animation um and it's like you see the art style develop you see everything change um it's a really good portrait of what homestuck is at its fullest yeah i would also say that as an addendum to reading homestuck or even as in some ways an alternative there's a lot of really gorgeous fan-made content um especially like um animations um mm-hmm. if you look up 
gosh, what's it called? Um, Lullaby for the Gods. I've just typed Lullaby for the Gods into YouTube. It's a gorgeous fan animation. So, um, we are, as we're wrapping up the episode, I am just going to bring in a segment that we sometimes do on this show, um, Cast the Comic. Now, Homestuck should never get a live-action adaptation. <laughs> No, yeah, it would be rated like fucking like like um yeah, but yeah, at minimum. It's a, it's, <laughs> but I'm going to bring this question to the two of you. Live action Homestuck casting picks. Okay, let's what let's are talk the about the four kids. Yes. Yeah, let's do the four kids. Yeah. Okay. Cuz if we try to get more than that, it gets really fucking complex. Okay, I want I'm going to sit out of this. I want to hear what you think. Jade Jade's the first one that's coming to mind for me. I think, oh, who's like, who's Hollywood's quirk girl right now? I'm, I'm not amazing with actor names. I'll be real. <laughs> um, but yeah, it would definitely be like the quirk girl. We did not mm. mention Jade a lot. She is the quirk girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a big dog. Yep. The dog is also a demigod. Yep. Well- yeah, we we're not gonna unpack that. <laughs> she has like I wouldn't cast Zoe Deschanel to play Jade. Yeah, I guess but Robert, I'm trying to think of like chill. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like kids to play these characters, and like maybe the problem is I just don't know like the names of like child yeah, actors I don't know anymore. Any child are, actors. You know, child actors are a dime a dozen. <laughs> you I'm can gonna, just you can mix and match. Them. I'm gonna throw yeah. out who would Michael you cast Sarah to play Dave as Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. <laughs> that would be so fun. Actually, Michael Sarah would, would probably play a Killer John. Michael Sarah play a Killer John. I would also cry laugh at Michael Sarah as um Dave's guardian, bro. Oh yeah. Whose name is that's it, that's his name, bro. Yep. Wait, wait, okay. This is a this is something that I need that we need to bring up before we end this episode. Sweet bro and hella Jeff. Oh yeah. Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff is a comic within the comic where within Homestuck, Dave is the like in-universe author of Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. However, for a while, Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff was hosted like elsewhere. Like you could go it and was, read that too. And like, where, it was doing its where own thing. I it was read it, where I read that, having no connection to <laughs> you can, anything. You consumed Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff before you consumed Homestuck. Without yeah. consuming Homestuck. Yeah. Ooh. You are you okay? No. <laughs> God. Okay. Um, he's too old for it now. But like at the height of his like child actorness, um, Logan Lerman. Oh my! Oh, yeah. Like yeah, Logan yeah. Lerman as Dave. Yeah, I'm thinking like a like a Saoirse Ronan type for Jade, or not for Jade for Rose. I was gonna. Yeah. You know, just because just from like looks alone, like she gives off May Whitman vibes. May Whitman fam- famously um Anne from Arrested Development um. A show. Oh, Mazen. Egg. Yeah, Egg. Who? Mm-hmm. She does. She does kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I could also vibe with uh, Millie Bobby Brown as Rose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, just get the Stranger Things kids to do it. That was literally. When you that said child actors, I was like, the only ones I know are the kids from Stranger Things, and I don't even know most of their names. There's the one uh... who played Gavroche in, in Les Mis. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't he like 16 now? They're all like sixteen. They're all like old. True. It's just it's I been think, a hot minute since Slave. I think like the lead kid who's not Millie Bobby Brown is like eighteen. Yeah. Damn. Okay. 
children you know, really a good do place grow to up, end huh? it. <laughs> this is a good place to end it. Um, Maz Beck, thank you for exposing me to this. I Thank you for having me. Thank you. you this you was know, a blast. You know Plato's allegory of the cave? Where <laughs> I have um, exited the cave and I am changed? <laughs> um, or... Or, you know, um, the, to bring it back to, um, 1940s French surrealism, um, Jean Cocteau, um, always goes back to, um, the myth of Orpheus about the artist who enters the underworld and comes back changed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am changed. (laughs) And Um, you've been to the underworld. (laughs) I have been, the Dante quote at the beginning makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> in retrospect makes even more sense yeah yeah all right I- goodbye everyone um thank you for joining us and remember we could have had a character named zoo smell poop lord but that was robbed from us <laughs> localized mother three that that too Recommended Reading with Jackson Heyman's theme music was written by Charlotte Rosenthal. Recommended Reading with Jackson Heyman is produced by Mythonomica Productions. Thank you for listening.